Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Tuesday the 6th of September. Today, Dan Ricciardo hints at his future with a slip of the tongue, a D star fighting to be fit for their must-win clash against the Lions, and Manly puts curly questions to the players about their coach's future. But first... And then there were eight. It's business time. It's business time, all right. The US Open has hit the quarterfinal stage, and for the first time in 38 years, we are still in the hunt for both the men's and the women's title. And while the Aussie lady quietly goes about her business... The bloke is making a bit more noise. I'm just glad I'm finally able to show New York, you know, my talent. Um, honestly, I haven't had many good trips here, to be honest. I've, I haven't played great tennis, so I'm really glad that I'm able to show you guys the work and the, ded- the dedication finally. It took me 27 years. Nick Kyrgios continued his loud run at the US Open, taking down none other than defending champion and world number one Daniel Medvedev in four sets. And he dethrones the champion and is through to the quarterfinals. But it wasn't without a hiccup after Nick at one point crossed the net to slam down a Medvedev shot that was clearly going out. What in God's name did he just do? She's going to have a word about coming over there in this side of the court. Kyrgios lost a point. The ball was so in the air when he came across and hit it. It was a play so audacious that not even Nick could defend it. I still can't believe the boneheaded play I made over here. Um, I thought that was legal, to be honest, but... uh, that's going to be everywhere on Sports Center, so I'm going to look like an idiot. So that's, that's all right. The win sets Nick up for a quarterfinal against another Russian, 27th seed Karen Hatchinov tomorrow. But today, he and Thanasi Kokonakis will attempt to reach the doubles quarterfinals when they play Lloyd Glasspool and Harry Heliovara in the round of 16. Meanwhile, Serena Williams slayer Ayla Tomjanovic has progressed through to the quarterfinals of the tournament for the first time, where she'll tackle Wimbledon runner-up Ange Jabeur. And it's clear that Isla isn't dwelling on her giant slaying heroics just yet. I just feel like I'm one of the eight people that will be in the quarters, yeah. Nothing more, nothing less. I, I think the moment has passed. And, yeah. OK, Daniel, that's the checkered flag. Uh, not the race we wanted, to be honest, but in the middle when you had clear air on the hard, the pace was good. And that's about the only chance you got to show your pace. Yeah, I understood. Obviously going to be tricky. Yeah, it's not exactly Hamish and Andy fun-filled banter on the McLaren team radio these days. As Daniel Ricciardo limped home for a P17 finish at the Dutch Grand Prix yesterday. But Ricciardo finishing down the wrong end of the grid isn't exactly news in 2022. That's called. Well, it's the truth. No, the reason we're talking about Dan today is because of a little moment Dan probably thought was private as he was walking pit lane with Red Bull's Sergio Perez. It's tricky to hear, but let's just listen to that again. Maybe if we slow it down. That appears to be Dan Ricciardo discussing the idea with Sergio Perez of Red Bull about taking a year off next year and coming back to F1 in 2024. It's a path that could be forced upon Ricciardo rather than chosen after McLaren made the decision to terminate his contract in favour of signing rising Aussie star Oscar Piastri. Since that decision, Ricardo hasn't yet landed himself a new drive for next year, perhaps prompting the walk and talk with Perez. But if Dan does take the year off, seems like he's already got a plan for how he's going to spend his downtime. I will eat pizza. <laughs> Maybe that's what I've been missing in my life. The second week of the AFL finals looms, and Friday night when the Melbourne Demons take on the Brisbane Lions at the MCG, be prepared for fireworks. 
I guess there was you know, a fair bit of sledging going both ways on the night and um, unfortunately I crossed that line. There was plenty of moments where we were going right up to it but you know, I was the person that overstepped it and um, I'm apologising for that. Lion skipper Dane Zorko apologising a few weeks back after crossing the line in his sledging battle with Dee's defender Harrison Petty during the final round of the regular season. Whatever was said by Zorko to Petty caused the Melbourne defender to break down in tears at three-quarter time. And with the two teams set to meet again so soon, no doubt the wounds are still fresh. And Melbourne midfielder Angus Brayshaw told SEN Radio yesterday he believes more niggle is unavoidable. The niggle will be there, I'm certain. But we've done it before. I think we've got a really good grasp as a group on how to stick together the right way and not overstep the mark. But niggle isn't the only thing the Ds will have to overcome. Walking around on broken Melbourne star Christian Petrarca looks set to line up for the do-or-die clash despite suffering a hairline fracture in his fibula in Friday night's loss to the Swans. Petrarca is expected to have a lighter week on the track in the lead-up to the game against the Lions, which is understandable. I mean, he's got a broken leg. Meanwhile, Collingwood will face Fremantle on Saturday night without veteran midfielder Taylor Adams, who tore his groin muscle off the bone in their loss to Geelong on Saturday. That's gotta hurt. The Manly Seagulls don't need to worry themselves about preparing for finals football. Their season came to a close with a disappointing one-point loss to the Bulldogs last Friday, which capped off a five-match losing streak to end their season. But the players' work isn't done. Relax, it's just a questionnaire. Brent Reid of The Australian reports that the Manly players were asked to fill out a 40-question survey by the football department in order to determine if coach Des Hasler still had the support of the playing group. The news of the survey comes hot on the heels of speculation of fractions between the playing groups surrounding the now infamous Pride jersey fiasco, which saw seven players stand down from the club's round 20 clash with the Roosters over the rainbow-trimmed LGBTQIA strip. That's called a fashion choice. But Captain Daly Cherry Evans and superstar Tom Travojevic spoke to Channel 9 last night in an attempt to dismiss any notion of a rift between the playing group. The players are fully behind Daly. Yeah, for sure. For sure. We're definitely... We... Everyone knows that he's our captain, we want him as captain and you know, we support him. How does that make you feel, Daly? You probably know it, but I mean, the, there's been a perception that um, for some reason they may be off you. Yeah, so um, obviously when these things come to a head, you're never quite sure until you hear it from you know, your teammates and stuff. And you know, the chats that I have had to Tom and Jake over the last couple of days, um, you know, we're all singing from the same book at the moment. And now they have the whole off-season to practice that singing and make it sound good in time for the start of next season. <laughs> and that is your Fast Fun Hitters Sport for today. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on The Scorecard. Listener.